last time on a horror borealis. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it was real recent for us, but maybe not for the listeners so much. So last time we brought everybody up to the ranger also, station. Also, this is the very first time we will have done any sort of recap. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, brought everybody up to the ranger station and uh, acting park director O'Shaughnessy held a sort of impromptu crisis meeting. You all did some investigations, went into the woods, discovered that maybe things are a little bit off here in the forest. Mariah did some mystery investigating that led her to believe there are magical forces at work here. Mm -hmm. Surprise, surprise. And that in some way the environment is being altered by that force at work here. You guys also experienced something where there was a tree in a place you didn't expect one to be in the forest, which is a strange sentence, but makes more sense in context. <laughs> Just listen to the last episode. And that after some examination, Martha was able to discern some sort of spectral energy at work. And when all of you started investigating this tree, you heard a sort of rumbling sound. Would you say it's almost like old floorboards? Um, it's not so much old floorboards as it is like. You hmm, said, what's a better way to put this? You or is it like like, like you're on a boat? It's like you're on a really old wooden boat, and the wood starts moving. Um, it's more like when you're in an amusement park. And you hear a roller coaster. Oh. Like an old wooden roller coaster, like halfway across the park, start up. So, like, there's a sound that goes with it, and, like, it's kind of a vibration in the sense that you also, like, feel it to a certain extent, mm -hmm. just because there's such a visceral force associated with it. Uh, and it's kind of low and rumbly in that way. So what you're saying is that loud. we're about to Obviously, go for a ride. Interpret whatever you want from my words. Okay. Just don't blame me for your <laughs> interpretation. I'm just trying to come up with as many like ways to think about tree movement sounds as much as I can. I'm stuck on this being tree beard now. Uh, what do you guys do? Um, I think this would be a good time to tune in. Okay, sure. <clears throat> And that's a 13, but you can't go that high. Holy shit. Okay, what do you get on a 12 plus? Is there Wait, like can a, I help uh, out? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so on a 12 plus, uh, or, well, on a 10 plus, it's um, hold three. And I can ask... Where is the creature right now? What is it planning to do? Who is it going to attack? Who does it regard mm -hmm. as the biggest threat? How can I attract his attention? That's not great. Those aren't good. I just want to know, like, if this is a thing. Is there a bonus that you get for rolling a 12? Because some of the moves have, like, a special success condition on a... No, I don't see anything for rolling a 12. A, a 12. Um, really, what, what my goal with this was is just to figure out more about this thing because it seems like whatever this energy or like that green glowy thing the sound mm -hmm. it seems like it's coming from this tree 
So I want to kind of like hone in, see if there's anything happening. Okay. So let's do this. Yeah, I mean, you rolled super successfully, so you you do it. You do the thing. You tune in. I think that when you go to tune in to this tree specifically, um, you find that you can't do that. In that, you cannot narrow down your focus to a specific tree. You tune in, and what you're getting is all sorts of magical psychic interference from the forest as a whole. So you are not just tuned into this tree, you are tuned into every tree around you. I feel like a true, true nature, nature gal. You feel like a true nature? A true nature gal, yeah. Just oh, okay. All I touch. heard was you feel like a true nature. Oh. <laughs> that was such a beautiful sentiment. I feel yeah, like a true nature. I mean, I'm just I'm in touch with with all of this nature. <laughs> you are truly attuned to your surroundings. Yes. <laughs> when you tune in, it's again a circumstance where you don't necessarily get a clear set of directives or objectives or thoughts in the way that your sentient mind would parse them, you are getting sort of a static, sort of a white noise, sort of a large interconnected network of... Thought is maybe too strong a word, but there is definitely a communication going on here, a network going on here, a a thousand living entities in harmony with one another, a large neural network of incredibly simplistic thought that's responding to stimulus more than it is actively seeking out thoughts and motivations on its own. Okay, I think, like, after sensing all of that, Mm -hmm. uh... I would just, like, pull back really quickly because that's a lot to process. Yeah, it's very much, so I support this decision. (laughs) (laughs) I will just clarify, though, before you retreat mentally, that for all of what you're taking in here, it's not malicious. This isn't like when you tuned in to the, the... pitcher plant in the Monster Within arc. This isn't like when you tapped into the corrupted magic that you've sometimes accidentally slipped into before. This isn't an inherently malicious entity. Uh, It's just a powerful one. Okay. So I think Martha pulls back mentally and kind of stumbles back and then, like, mm-hmm. starts breathing really heavily, just like, whoa. Okay, that was a lot. Ben probably catches you with, like, a, a hand on your on the small of your back or something. It has a look of concern, but obviously has seen this a couple times now and is starting to understand what these reactions mean just through context. Martha, what, what is it? Are you, are you all right? What did you see? Yeah, I'm fine. Um... I thought it was just this one tree, uh, but it's like, 
do you know like um mycelium like how all of the fungus is like connected it feels like that but like with this forest like everything's happening together and yeah at your mention of mycelium and the interconnectedness of these environmental systems ben absolutely can't help himself from lighting up this is like the best thing that you've ever said to him. He's so entirely <laughs> excited by this metaphor that you've chosen to evoke here. Um, and nods as if he's very clearly taking mental notes on this situation and, and taking in everything you're saying and just kind of shakes his head a little bit and says, God, I wish I could understand what any of that was like, but that is so fascinating. Are you saying that it's the whole forest I think so. I, Siobhan, what do we do? Um, well, if it's the whole forest, then we need to find out what's connecting all of this. And I guess stop it somehow. Well, does it, I, I does don't, it need I, to be I, stopped? I, I, well, if it's going to keep causing earthquakes, then yeah, I think so. I don't think it was meaning to cause any harm. It, that sounds really weird. Like a forest has a brain or something, or <laughs> like. Yeah. Uh, but um, it wasn't. You know what I mean? Sure. So right. <laughs> I I do, but before I guess today, right? These trees weren't moving. They're not moving themselves right it's some something or someone is is somehow controlling where the trees are or maybe they don't even know that they're doing it maybe it's some side effect of somebody using magic you know we we know that that has happened before that magic use in this area has caused some weird stuff to happen so are you suggesting it's Phil? I don't know. I feel like he has more control over his magic than this. I feel like if it was Phil, it would be maybe a little more malicious than just let me move some trees around to confuse Siobhan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got you well, good there, didn't know. he? <laughs> he sure did. I don't know. It, it could be. Oh, that bastard. That bastard. <laughs> He's going to pay. <laughs> I don't know. So can can we recap everything that we know so far? Sure, let's do that. Okay. Let's break it down bit by bit. Why don't we instead have you guys just in the fiction rejoin Mariah so we can have this recap happen with everybody at once and we can say this is sort of all of you comparing notes. Sure. Yeah, I like that. Great. So you're all back at the ranger station. Now you have the benefit of your joint knowledge together. Would you like this recap to happen in character or out of character? Do you guys want to explore and talk to each other about what it is that you've been through? Or do you want to talk directly to me, Alex, right now and just sort of clarify some points? I would like to clarify some points. Sure. So do we know for a fact that like someone was controlling these trees or or that is an inference that you have made. Okay. That is not something I have told you. So it could be just that the trees are moving now. 
Both are possible, okay. yes. You do not have confirmation of either way. Okay, that's really what I was confused about. Okay, sure. So we know that the source of all of this from Mariah's research is from the the well of magic. Yes, you know that um, it is magical in nature. There is the, the magical force that is present in this area is for whatever reason, and I don't think this is too much of a stretch to say you guys have figured this out, is animating the trees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You do not know why. You do not know what the inciting event behind this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know to what extent or to what end result this is happening, but that is what you know. Okay. So I guess we just need to figure out what to do next. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to figure it out, like what the source of this magic is? I don't think at this point you have any more ways to find those clues out yourself. Like, I don't think where you are right now, the things that you're doing, I don't think that information is available to you. I know I've said a couple times, um, and maybe this is a, a relevant time to reiterate it, that the timeline of this mystery is not going to unfold as quickly as some have in the past. Right. Mm. There are going to be some things, like, this will take some time. Okay. So I think you guys have done an amazing job picking up just these pieces already. Uh, and you've already discovered a lot of information about this. Even if it doesn't feel like it, you've totally unlocked some like fairly significant reveals, right? You figured out that the forest is moving, right? So like that's not nothing. <laughs> and you've determined that it's a result of some magical energy, whether intentionally or otherwise, being imbued into these trees and the the land around here. So Siobhan, I think, would Mm -hmm. take into consideration some of her new responsibility. Sure. And ask how, ask to Martha, how far did the magic spread? How many trees in this forest were connected? Um, Alex, do I, was there a certain radius or could I even sense a stop to it? I don't think you would have that fine of a read on it, especially because it was kind of uh, a quick scan that you did and it was kind of overpowering in the sense that you, you pulled back very quickly. If you want to try to intentionally find that out, you can roll for it again. I think from what you got, you just understood that it's a significant magnitude of trees, like at least all of the area of forest that you could stand and look around and see. So the gates of the Arctic forest is enormous. It is so huge. The park is very, very, very many miles. But so I I can't say for certain that you've determined that it's like the entire park, but certainly the area of the park that you were exploring and navigating within, like all of your immediate surroundings were certainly involved. Okay. So what... Siobhan, I think, is going to do. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, let's do this in character. So clearly there's something affecting the forest and a large majority of the park. Now, since I'm, I guess, acting as park director, I guess it's my call, but I, I want to run it by you all. I don't think we should have people just kind of going in there if 
that makes sense. We don't know if this is dangerous. We don't know what could happen. So we don't want to draw attention to it, though, right? So I'm thinking maybe instead of just closing the park until we figure it out, we could do something to dissuade people from going in, like change the fire threat level from like 0%, right, where it's like we don't even hang something up. You know what I'm talking about. Right? They have the big wooden boards with Smokey the Bear, and it says, <laughs> yep, like, exactly. chance of fire level is, like, green or whatever. So we could move that up to, like, I don't know, orange or yellow to, to try and get people to, to think twice about going into the park. Uh, Riley pipes up and says, well, sure, yeah. I mean, that would at least rule out any overnight visits. Yeah. Because people can't camp overnight if they can't make a fire, especially not in, you know, Alaska. Sure. I think that may be a good first move. Just, like, try and get as few people, (laughs) which kind of seems like the opposite of what, you know, a park director should want, but as few people into the park (laughs) as possible for now until we figure out what this is and how to, if it's even dangerous. So I'm going to go and do that. Okay, great. Yeah, I think that's an excellent impulse. Uh, Are there any other measures you want to take, or is that sort of the one that you're hedging your bets on right now? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I feel like maybe I could ask uh, Martha to ask the... Who's the radio personality again? Rita? Rita. Rita. Rita, To just kind of announce, like... Hey, just so you know, this is happening. Maybe stay away from a little bit since the fire danger level is higher. Yeah, another very solid decision. My gal pal. Yeah, could you ask Rita to kind of make the announcement that there's a higher risk of of wildfires for the time being? Yeah, sure, of course. Thank you. And I think that'll do it for now until I think of something else I could do. Okay, great. Yeah, love it. Does anybody have anything else they want to accomplish in this scene? I don't think so. Okay. Cool. Then I think the next thing that makes sense to do uh, is to skip ahead to later. There are a few options we can take here. I don't know if, Siobhan, there's anything that you want to do or anything else that you feel like you want to address in this day. I mean, you've had a lot happen today. It's been a fairly significant turning point for you in a lot of ways. I don't know if there's anything you would want to do to finish out your evening or your afternoon or what have you. Um, And I don't know, Martha, if there's anything you want to do, but I do know that at least Mariah has some unfinished business in on this Monday. Yeah, true. (laughs) I think. Yeah, why don't we go to Mariah's then? Yeah, I feel like that makes the most sense as a natural natural transition point. So let's assume that everyone has dispersed their different ways. Um, You've all determined that there's really nothing else you can find out in the park at the moment. There's no further investigation you can do that's going to yield anything more, but it doesn't seem as if anything urgent is about to happen. Mm -hmm. Maybe you all agree to be staying in touch and, you know, keeping each other posted on any developments that you personally find. But aside from that, you've all split to go your various ways. So, Mariah, what's the first thing you're going to do when you leave the park? I uh, should probably go track down Isabel, right? 
That's kind of what I figured, but I didn't know if you were going to go anywhere else first. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. Let's go. Let's go, girls. Let's go, lesbians. Let's go. Okay. Um, So, (laughs) off to the motel. Um, Room seven, yes? Yes. Get it, get it, get it. So, um... Go to the uh, go to go to the motel. Park my park my motorbike. Go to room. bring the whip around. No, and then I. Okay, sorry. <laughs> All right, no, that's fine. <laughs> go to knock on the door. <laughs> oh, that wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Um, did you hear that? I did, but we have a certain standard for knock quality on this podcast. <laughs> Ow, that hurt my knuckles. Um, oh no, are you okay? I'm fine. I so I knocked. Take two harm. Take <laughs> <laughs> mean. <laughs> okay, so you knock, um, and the door opens, and it's Isabel. Ta-da! No surprises here for once in your life. Great, perfect. Thank you. I love when there's <laughs> not a surprise. She opens the door. Uh, she has a mug of tea in her hand, and she sort of smiles at you and says, "Hey, do you, um." finish up whatever you needed to do? Yeah. Um, I don't want to say it's taken care of, because it's not, but uh, I'm. it's finished for now. Great. I'm glad to hear it. Did, did you want to come in? Yeah, sure. Okay. She steps aside and lets you in. It's it's a normal motel room. There's absolutely nothing out of the ordinary here. It doesn't look like she's really taken any particular pains to um, unpack or make the space her own. There is, like, a traveling bag that you see uh, set at the foot of the bed, and that's about it. No other real personal touches. It's fairly modestly decorated. There are uh, some touristy brochures and, like, things to do in the area pamphlets, you know, scattered around, because this place does typically cater to tourists who are up here specifically to go to the park. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe a list of, like, you know, things to do in Revenant, which is handmade and uh, perhaps a bit too generous to some of the town's establishments, but, you know, anything to entice visitors to spend their time and money in this little town of yours. So... That's the nature of the room. I think there's probably, like, a microwave and mini-fridge combo and a little sink and bathroom off to the side. It's it's incredibly standard. Whatever your mental image for, like, basic motel room is, this is it. Okay, yeah. Trying to decide how to proceed here. Yeah, sure. Take your time. Um, okay, so, I mean, I guess we need to talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess we probably do. So I've had a kind of weird few weeks. That um seems to be par for the course for this place. Yeah, even, I mean, weirder than even the baseline of weird. Uh, I mean, I get your, your emails, you know, the mailing list. I, right. I didn't know if you actually, like, read them or... Yeah, yeah, they're interesting. I mean, they're they're well written. It's, oh. it's always nice to have you know reading reading material. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure you get Not that I really have any, you know, shortage of yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it's that's not a commentary right. on the book selection at my at my bookstore. No, it's yeah. Just... Yeah. Um So I don't really know where to start. Yeah, I guess that makes two of us. Hmm. It's okay. Um Sometimes there's not always a easy way to start some conversations. Uh, a lot's really fucked up, huh? Yeah. I don't think there's a better way to put it than that. Hmm. Spend a lot of time with words, learn how to use a couple of them, you know? <laughs> <clears throat> so I guess, um, and I, I don't know that I expect you to have, like, an answer or anything, but I guess what I'm wondering right now is, like, where do we go from here? I, I wish I knew. I've been wondering that for the past several years, and honestly, it looks like you've figured it out a lot better than I have. I don't know if that's true. I mean, you have people here. Mariah, really, really good people. And you have a community that you're a part of. You have an incredible life that you've made for yourself. And that's, that's no small thing. I... I'm envious. I mean, you have people here too. Or you can. You you could. Maybe. I I don't know. Cause there's I mean We're in a we're kind of in the same boat in a lot of ways, you know? Might as well I don't know, there's not a Forge an alliance or <laughs> something. That's uh, it's kind of a stiff way of putting it, but yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Do right. I'm not good at this stuff. Okay. She uh, she smiles and says, "You're probably better at it than you think." That's nice. So um. There's something going on right now that I can't really explain, which is going to sound dumb because, like, par for the course out here, but I would actually kind of like to hear your thoughts about it, if you have any ideas. I think she stands up from where she was sort of leaning against the edge of the desk, and her face sort of lights up, her whole demeanor changes. She's very clearly gone from this vulnerable space into uh, intellectual Isabel mode where you've piqued her interest and she's very much intrigued by what could possibly follow an opening like this. So, Oh, nice, nice, she, nice. Uh, she snags a little notepad from the table and picks up a pencil and says, um, yeah, by all means, what have you got? 
All right, so would you like me to walk through the exposition again, or can we just sort of like... Nah, we'll we'll hand wave it, yep. Okay, let's just say uh, I dispense some exposition. Yeah, we do a ripple dissolve, and suddenly it's 20 minutes later. Mm-hmm. And then, oh yeah, cut to, and uh, that's everything I know right now, I guess. <laughs> so choice, I love it. Yeah. Well, that's... That's certainly interesting. Huh. And this is all today? You haven't you haven't heard anything else going on in the past few weeks or I think back on it. Okay. <laughs> have I? I don't know that you have. Do you want to have a flashback? Can I have a flashback, Alex? Yeah, you can have a flashback. What do you want to flashback to? What feels right for you as a way to sort of investigate this. Did anything similar to this happen recently? (laughs) I think what I want to do with these flashbacks when you invoke them Uh is I'd kind of like for you to set the scene for me and then we'll play it out and I'll try to see if I can offer you some clues or insights in the course of unraveling them. Okay. So, we'll do a flashback. This will be fun. Okay. Why don't you tell me how long ago it was? But we'll say, like, fairly recently. This isn't going to be, obviously, like, a five years flashback or anything. Um, And then what you were, like, where you were, and we'll sort of play out some details from there. Okay. So, the other day I was in the diner. (laughs) Always a solid start for a Mariah flashback. I love it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you were in the diner. Um, We'll say it probably makes sense for this to be... God, this timeline is so compressed. Because it was just like a week ago when you were getting ready to go on your hide-behind expedition. Oh my god, you're right! (laughs) Yeah, that's insane. So we'll say it was like a few days before that. Well, okay, so you were in the diner. What time of day was it? What are you thinking? Probably the early evening. Okay, sure. Maybe you had just closed the library and headed there afterwards? Yeah. Okay, great. Hmm. Now, I think what's interesting about this is I think there's a way here that I can give you a tip-off to a part of the mystery that you guys haven't started looking at yet. Um, Okay. But I don't think it will seem relevant to Mariah yet. Okay. Though I think it might be something for Addison to tuck away. Okay. Yeah, gimme, gimme, gimme. Okay, so you are sitting in the diner. It's after work. You have, I'm assuming, your pie and your coffee with Mm, you. Oh, yes, of course. Maybe you're reading something while you sit there or working on something. I'm not sure. What feels right to you? Um... Let's say, let's say reading. Okay, what are you reading? Um, Fearsome and Critters of the Lumberwoods. Oh, thank God. That's such a good pull. Thank you. It's such a great book, too. It's such a great book. It is so wild. All right, now let me think of the best way to unspool this in a way that doesn't feel overtly exposition-y, but still feels kind of interesting. 
I'm thinking can specifically I, about the kind of... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Can I just say, I think it's really cool that uh, that was Addison's pull, because that's also the book that Ben gave Martha right before the hide-behind thing. I know, I love it so much. Nice, 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 nice. Excellent callback by everybody. Teamwork makes the dream work. We're doing a great um, job. <laughs> anyway, I'm thinking specifically of like the kind of scene that happens sometimes in movies or TV shows where like there's a thing happening in the background and you don't realize that it's relevant until like way later on. And it's like much harder to describe that in an audio setting. <laughs> mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'll give you this. You are sitting in the diner. Mm-hmm. After work hours, you have your preferred pie and your mug of coffee, as you like it, mm. laid out in front of you, and you're flipping through the pages of Fearsome Critters of the Lumberwoods, and I think maybe what Mariah is trying to recall about this incident is there was a bit of a storm kicking up outside. It was just, you know, starting to rain. It was just, it, it had been gray all day. And you look out the window, and I think from the side window of Billy's Diner, you can kind of look back out past the parking lot and see the edges of the tree line. You can't see the park from here, but you can kind of always see uh, the horizon of it where it's sort of up out in the distance, and it's a bit elevated Mm -hmm. compared to the town. So you can sort of always look up and see the forest. And I think maybe as you're watching it, you have to shake your head for a moment because when you kind of start to space out, you're looking at something and you sort of start to space out and you feel like you see something shift and then you like pull your vision back and refocus and everything looks the same. Mm-hmm. Have you experienced this phenomenon before that I'm describing where you're sort of looking at something and then suddenly you're looking beyond it? Yes. And so you think you see something and then you, you pull back and so you're not sure if what you saw was an optical illusion or not? Yeah. Okay, you kind of have that experience. You're listening to the first raindrop sort of pelt on the window, and you're looking out at the tree line of the park way off in the distance against the gray skyline, and your focus slips as you start to sort of stare off into the distance, and you think maybe you notice something and when you pull back your vision to see what the difference was or to look a little bit closer it doesn't seem as if anything has shifted you're looking at this and trying to figure out what you just saw in the tree line when you're suddenly pulled out of that by uh the sound of somebody up at the register your table is sort of directly across from where the front counter is Mm -hmm. I think normally you sit further back in the restaurant, but for whatever reason your table was taken or you wanted to look out the window this time, so you sat in somewhere different. And that sort of made this all feel a little bit off to begin with. Mm-hmm. But there are two people up at the front counter paying, and they are uh, dressed in flannels and heavy-duty jackets, kind of the thing that you would expect, like people who spend a lot of time working with their hands to be dressed, you know? Like the the brown leathery jackets that people who are, you know, in and out and doing like hardware type work or stuff like that mm-hmm. typically wear. Uh, and with beanies pulled down over their heads, just people who look kind of 
of, of that appearance. Not that I'm saying we should make snap judgments about people based on their clothing, but that's the visual image you're getting from these people. Uh, whether that's campers or woodsmen or construction workers or just like that kind of vibe, right? Okay. Mechanics, handymen, salt of the earth, folk, wh whatever that means to you. Okay. And you notice that one of them has just dropped his wallet. And because of the way it's fallen, he was going to put it in his back pocket and it fell closer to your table instead. What did you do? Did you pick it up and offer it to him or did you just let this individual pick it up himself? I think probably I'm not going to touch a stranger's wallet. I probably was just like, did the kind of, you drop something. Sure, probably, you know, a good idea. Uh, he looks over and says, thanks, I noticed. And bends down and uh, picks it up. There's a card that had fallen out and he tucks it back into the wallet, slips it into his back pocket, uh, nods to the hostess, and then he and his compatriot walk out the door. You follow them in your vision, and you see them get into a pickup truck and take a road that leads out of town, the only road that leads out of town. But as you're just sort of distractedly watching the pathway of the truck, you see them turn off and start heading up in the direction of the forest. Mm. And I don't think you think anything else of it at the time. But now, specifically as you're talking to Isabel, you're thinking back to what you saw happen in the tree line, and it reminds you of this incident. Mm -hmm. So there you have it. Thank you. As far as whether or not you actually saw anything at work in the forest itself, it's hard to say. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. It's possible it was a trick of your eyes. It's also possible, knowing now what you know, that things were stirring even then. I don't think you have a concrete feeling on this one way or the other. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. This is helpful. I appreciate. So do I even think to tell Isabel about that, or is that probably not really even going to I don't know that you would. I think this is something that's more in the back of your mind that will become relevant later. Okay, cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to mark down on my notes that you have a hold regarding this specific aspect of the mystery. But in terms of your conversation with Isabel, I think what you'd be thinking about most is what you saw on the tree line while you were sitting there. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So I... Tell her about it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tell her about it. Sorry, Billy Joel. It's okay. Um, it's all good, right? Anyway, She's she makes a note town. on her little notepad. <laughs> okay. She makes it on her notepad and says, uh, sort of taps it a few times on the table as if thinking. Says, hmm. That's... I mean... I don't know, it's far be it from me to say what is and isn't within the realm of possibility for, you know, untapped magical forces beyond our control, but that seems like a really quick turnaround time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, I, I, I wish I had more to offer you. I don't think I have a lot of light to shed on this. I would just say that... It's okay. In my experience, and at least what little I know... I'm not really a doer of magic. I'm more of a scholar in the strictest sense, but it's not often that magic is an inciting force. It's typically a reactive force. Mm -hmm. So whatever's going on here, um, I 
doubt that it started with the trees today. Right. I don't know if that's helpful at all. No, it, it is. It is. Thank you. I'm probably going to um, head back to the library, then probably head home, get some rest. Uh, thank you for talking to me. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, I'll be here tomorrow. Okay, so. great. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Well, um, I'll see you then, I guess. Great. Yeah. Uh, see you then. Okay. And you turn to leave? Yep. Cool. I think you go to open the door and pull it back and uh, are surprised to find that Hawk is standing on the other side of it with his fist raised as if he was just about to knock on the door. Ooh, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, um, I'm sorry I didn't mean to disturb you. It's okay. Um, actually, though, this is extremely convenient. Why? How so? Um, I have something to show the both of you. Oh, okay. What is it? 